So I'm sitting there losing my shit. This new character emerges off of a bus. He has a gun. Okay. <laughs> he has a gun. What? And and everybody in the crowd is pointing at me and shouting. What's up, nomads? Welcome to your new favorite travel podcast, Two Beers Till Takeoff, the podcast that delivers expert knowledge, the information you won't get in your guidebooks, and a story that's guaranteed to make you say what the fuck or your money back. B, you know our episodes are free, right? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Two Beers Still Takeoff. My name is Phil and I'm here with our guest today who is an American vlogger slash backpacker. You may have come across his content on YouTube and TikTok. If you haven't, let me give you a preview. You can expect videos of him sneaking into various sold out events across the world. Concerts, the college football national championship game, or even the world's most secure festival, Glastonbury. Travel-wise, Connor's constantly looking for the next big adrenaline rush. Whether it's going to the world's most dangerous street in Tijuana, trying the world's strongest psychedelic, or volunteering in Ukraine, which is where he is now. Connor's constantly putting himself in harm's way for great content. Now, he's doing the short trip of traveling from Ireland all the way to Japan via motorbike. You can follow his journey by subscribing to his account, McBeats13. Welcome to the show, Connor. Let's go. Hell of an intro. There we go. I, 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 I'm not good at much, but I like to get the guests fucking going off the intro. We got to start with the vibe and we got to keep going. Some Nardwar shit, bro. He did a deep dive. <laughs> hey, Nardwar is Canadian. Just saying. Hey, represent. <laughs> exactly, right? So, so Connor, I want to start from the top. I feel like you're going to be a reoccurring guest. You may be the two beers till takeoff. Cor- correspondent in the wild because you you're going on like i said you're going on a long journey so from from the top man so you're from the u.s where exactly in the u.s are you from uh from atlanta georgia man dirty south nice so yeah, yeah so yeah. what's what's life like like in atlanta like growing up in atlanta what was that like just a regular ass suburban existence you know going to school going to college just regular ass white people shit you know <laughs> And I think um, it's kind of what made me want to travel is just like seeing what else, what other opportunities, whatever possibilities are out there, you know? Nice. What what did you take at college? What did I study? Yeah. I studied political science and look where it got me. Look where it (laughs) fucking got me. Uploading TikToks. (laughs) Right? Yeah. There's a little bit of geopolitical knowledge, very slight information in my videos. (laughs) Yeah. So, so you mentioned you got, you know, your inspiration for, for traveling, but like what, I guess, what made you take that big first trip? Was it maybe a a friend or a a history of of traveling? Yeah. So when I was 18, I joined a semi-professional marching band and we did a tour across the United States. And that kind of introduced me to the idea of like, you can travel and be borderline homeless and still have like a good time. You know what I mean? That's putting it kind of extreme, but like we're sleeping on the floor. We weren't staying in hotels. We were, you know, performing all day, all night, sweating our asses off. But I saw the whole country, you know, places I probably would have never gone. Minnesota, North Dakota, random fucking states. Um, And I realized like, I don't know, like my world is just so much bigger than Atlanta, you know. Um, 
And then from there I did, what did I do next? Oh, I moved to Japan after I, I graduated college. And that just completely, it was like a psychedelic experience of like, it just obliterated all boundaries of like culture and like, what am I doing with my life? And like, what language do I speak? And who am I? And all this shit. So those are the kind of like the two biggest trips I took uh, up until what I'm doing now, obviously. But yeah, it's kind of where I started. Nice. Uh, so for, yeah. for people who don't know, your, your TikTok is just shy of 80,000 followers. So how did you get there? And for the content creators listening, what are some tips to grow your account? Um, dude, the first video I posted was me like, and I didn't even know this was like a sub genre in TikTok until like recently, but I was, uh, urban camping. I think it's called like I was, uh, basically being like a dirt bag, like uh, vagabonding across the U S in my car and camping and shit. And I was in Montana and I just was really tired and didn't have uh, money for a hotel. So I just pitched my tent in this public park and like the cops came and it was like a whole ordeal. And, um, that was my first video, dude. And ever since then, I've just been doing kind of like risky kind of like adventurous stuff. And honestly, man, during the pandemic, like I was stuck inside just feeling like my life was meaningless. Like what's the point of it all? But I found these vloggers, you know, like bald and bankrupt or like Indigo Traveler or like Peter Santanella right. or people that are like truly fucking sending it, like going to places that I thought I would never go. And it like really inspired me to like do things that people, normal people wouldn't do to like show them like, hey, it's possible. And these are options for your life. You know what I mean? But it's not even really that deep. It's just kind of like, it's just fun, you know? <laughs> it's dangerous, but it's fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so you know your 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 style of uh, videos is vlogging. So, for those who don't know, it's you know basically having your arm out and basically filming yourself. You know, being either you know, like we said in, in Tijuana, the world's dangerous, most dangerous street. Listen, I've not necessarily tried vlogging, but I've tried to take videos, and it's not something that's very natural to me. Uh, how, how did you maybe get through those first hurdles of, you know, the first videos or the, you know, the kind of, you know, being in public and people looking at you and that shit? Dude, my first videos were trash, bro. Like trash. I remember I had no idea what I was doing. I just bought this like thousand dollar camera. I was in Portland, Oregon. And I just like walked outside and I was like, I'm vlogging. This is just going to be interesting because I have a nice camera and I'm in a new place. But I was just like, going to buy groceries. <laughs> like it was trash, bro. And luckily, like, I think the hard drive fried with those videos, but, um, yeah, just getting your reps in, like just doing it a lot. And like, I actually saw a video. It was like how to tell a story. I think it was called. It's a, some YouTube content creator, kind of like strategist guy where he tells you like a story arc and things like that. And like, you have the setup, you give the introduction, what you think is going to happen. And then any problems that occur along the way. And that's really what makes the video interesting is like problems or issues. Like if you watch stranger things and like everything was just fine and there's no fucking con like, what's the point? You know what I mean? So you yeah, kind of have yeah. to have conflict. Um, and then like a resolution, you kind of talk about what happened and, and obviously like each video kind of differentiates within that structure, but like kind of getting that idea of like, okay, I'm telling a story. I'm not just like turning on a camera and fucking around. I'm like, I have to like take them on a, a journey you know what I mean? And that comes with time. Like, I didn't know this. Like, it's something I knew with my first videos, but like, it's something I continue to learn as I make content, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. yeah. So 
Connor, you're you're a bit of a master of sneaking into events based on your YouTube videos because like I said in the intro, you're you're all over the place. Seems like there's no sold out event that can stop you. How did you get into this? And like do you have the biggest set of balls on, on in the world? <laughs> dude, I love this. I love how it's become like a meme, dude. Like my friends will hit me up and they'll be like, dude, I saw blah, blah. like they don't watch any of my shit, but then they watch the sneaking videos, which is fine, but it's just hilarious. Like I don't know. I guess I've gained a bit of a reputation. But um so I was actually at my homeboy's house who lives in Metro Atlanta. And if you if you don't I'm sure you know you're a football fan or American football fan, the real football. I love all the footballs. Uh, <laughs> you're just a big just a ball guy, man. Just a big ball guy. Yeah, big feet and balls, anything. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Uh, so I was watching yeah, I was at my homie's house near Atlanta and I was watching, as one does, just some travel vlogs to pass some time and I uh, come across this guy, Simon Wilson. Who is an absolute fucking legend. Have you seen his videos? I'm not sure if I have, no. Okay. He's a legend, bro. He got all the way from New York to Los Angeles with no money. Just like asking people for food and shit, hitchhiking. He's fucking crazy, dude. So he has one video where he sneaks into a really big event. And I watched it, and this was Friday, in, sometime in November of 2021. And I finished watching the video, and I'm like, Dude, he snuck in. It was so easy. He just had a camera. He pretended to blah, blah, blah. Like he had this story he told people and got in to this huge event. And I'm watching this on Friday. I'm like, well, shit, I don't have plans Saturday. Like what's going on Saturday? I look at my calendar. It's a fucking SEC championship, dude. It's like the two biggest college football teams in the whole country, Alabama and Georgia. And they're playing in Atlanta. It's like 30 minutes from my house. What are the odds? So I'm like, fuck it. Dude, I know, right? I know it was like fate. Like I watched this video and it inspired the shit out of me. And I'm like, I gotta go. Like this is meant to be, dude. You know. So Saturday, I like was kind of debating, like, am I gonna go? Like this is crazy. And like, dude, before I make any good video, I always feel like a sense of dread and anxiety and like panic attack. Like I couldn't feel my feet and I couldn't fucking walk. And I was so scared. I'm like, I'm about to do some dumb shit, dude. <laughs> but I left and fucking i don't know it really helped to have a camera like with a microphone so i was like oh yeah i'm with media and oh by the way important fact i was in the marching band at georgia and so i had some of their merch from like years ago that i just kept so i wore it and then i had this camera and had this story like oh yeah i'm with the fucking yeah, media team just let me in blah 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 but mercedes-benz is like a fucking fortress dude it's like alcatraz like they do not let people in so if you watch the videos, like eight, nine, ten people where I'm just like telling this bullshit story. And then finally, it was just so crowded that some lady just let me in, dude. It was a miracle. Wow. And so where, where'd you, I, I didn't have, I, I watched the one that you went to the national championship, but not the SEC championship. Where, <laughs> like, where did you watch from? Dude, I got in the handicap section on the lower level. So I was like standing above, I had really good seats. It was like on the 40 yard line or something. I, I Googled it and it was like $1,500 seats, like box level shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I was shitting the whole game. Dude. I had the camera and I was like, I'm working. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I'm with media. <laughs> like, please don't arrest me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so Connor, so for people that are listening, yeah, I mean, most people that are listening are law abiding citizens, not like you, you know, degenerate travelers, but. Are there maybe some tips, tricks, or weak points to look for when looking, or I guess casing uh, an event? To, to yes, or maybe yeah, so maybe 
<laughs> you got to find, yeah, you got to find the weak points. You got to find like the untrained new guy. Like if you go on my uh, national championship video where I fucking carried a set of drums into the <laughs> soil like a mile and a half. <laughs> I just found a young guy and it was like two degrees uh, Fahrenheit. I don't know. It's like negative something Celsius. It was really fucking cold in Indianapolis. And uh, I just found a young guy and I was like, hey, man, I'm with a band <laughs> carrying his fucking drums. It's like the perfect alibi. Like, you have to let me in. And he's like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, do you have your credentials? And I was like, oh, your supervisor just told me that I'm good. And he's a young guy. It's like two degrees outside. He's like, yeah, fuck it. Just go in. <laughs> so if you can find those like new guys or like if you can kind of sift through the chaos, you'll, you'll be golden, man. You, you need some props, right? Props help because the first, yeah, the first time I had the camera, second time I had the drums. Um, what else was I stuck into? Or just a really good story. Like I got into this Bad Bunny concert and I just told the guy, my girlfriend was inside and she was drunk and she, her phone died. It was a bunch of lies. Dude. <laughs> but the guy let me in. I was, I was about to cry. Like, I was like trying to cry. <laughs> Make it more real. Connor, the real question is when are we going to see you in Hollywood? Because those acting skills... You're going to get a big, big role here soon. Hollywood. Dude, I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. Maybe when I get back from Japan, if they, if they let me in the U.S., we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been caught? Um, so short answer is no. But like there's always a really fine line with sneaking in because when people tell you no, it's them just basically saying like, I don't buy your bullshit. But like if they don't have evidence, then, you know, they can't really do anything. So like with the bad bunny concert, I just had a story and like, it could, it could be true. He doesn't have like irrefutable evidence that it's not true. Or even with the media thing, like what are they going to do? Like Google me and fucking, you know what I mean? And it's, they're so busy. Like how are they going to even prove it? You know, take the time to check and yeah. Yeah. You should have seen the SEC video, dude. Like if you guys watch that, it's pure chaos. Like I went at the perfect time. It was like 30 minutes before kickoff. There's thousands of people. They're just swarm. People are being pricks to the fucking, the gate people and I just come up like a nice guy like oh like oh, I'm with press and I have this wristband and the camera please 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 and they just let you in so it's really just about like yeah I guess acting or like being smooth and kind of like seeing the weak points you know people take notes yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, I would love if you guys sneak into somewhere you should tag me I would love to see uh you know some uh, who my work is inspired well, <laughs> you're weird starting to inspired but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, Connor, you're now doing a journey from Ireland all the way to Japan by motorbike. How the hell do you prepare for a journey that long? It's nearly like 10,000 kilometers or 6,000 miles. Ah, preparation. See, I'm not really a preparation guy. Like, I, I spent a few hours Googling the visas. How am I going to get into China, India, Pakistan, Iran, shit like that? But, I mean, it's. Outside of saving money, well, I sold my car. I mean, that's that's a big one. Like, I got a few grand for that and fucking, I don't know. That's a few months on the road, but I don't know. I don't really know how you prepare. I, I don't know if I'm really a device guy. Like, I, I feel like I have this, like, weird mental derangement where I'm, like, I'm not sure if I could, like, you know, in good conscience, like, recommend people do this. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> for the same people. Don't. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> But so so you start from Ireland and you're into you're into Ukraine now. So like, where have you been on on the journey? And maybe what have been some some of the highlights? Yeah, so I'm on my seventh country: Ireland, Wales, 
uh, England, France, Germany, Czechia, Slovakia, Ukraine. That's eight. Eight. Okay, never mind. Eight countries. Um, I really, honestly, I had a good time in London, dude. I had this video, uh, like the London you've never seen before, robbery in East Ham. And I had a good ass time making that video, dude. It's like, if you're, I don't know if your listeners are from the US or Canada or whatever, but it's almost like we're newer. We're about 40% Canada and then about uh, 20% US. Okay. Um, So it's kind of like sleazy, like Northeast, like like uh like new york new jersey or it's just like low income fucking yeah you know i mean on the jersey shore um yeah, yeah 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 like lots of pollution and like people don't give a fuck and this crime whatever but i had a good ass time there dude like it just had a lot of personality a lot of charm and um yeah i witnessed a robbery on camera and just i don't know it just had a lot of personality it's like way outside of because you know like you know it's like a big thing this podcast to do like off the beaten path shit and like I was in London and I was seeing like Buckingham Palace, fucking whatever, like the Royal Guard. And it's, it's great, but like you see that all the time. Tourist shit. Insta- it's what? It's tourist shit. You already know what you're going to see before you get there. You've yeah. seen the Eiffel Tower exactly. a million times. You've seen Buckingham Palace. Yeah. yeah, it's in a fucking guidebook. Like you don't really need to go. Like just fucking Google it. You know what I mean? But like those places where you have like truly authentic experiences, I value a lot. So when I was in East Ham and there's Romanian guys passing me blunts, there's there's chicks robbing stores and shit. There's like Hindu temples. I'm like, what is going on? Like, where am I? Like, to me, that's the most valuable travel you can do. So I really like that place. Um, I guess to be fair, dude, like I had a good time in Paris, but it was just so damn expensive. I don't know if I could like recommend it. Same with Germany. Way too fucking expensive. Um, Expensive. Do you mean like meals, accommodation? I know the beer is not cheap. Everything, everything, dude. Like uh, in Paris, hostels were like 80 euros, like 85, 90 dollars. Yeah. It's in, in high season, right? It's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I think England, obviously sneaking into Glastonbury was a good ass time. Um, London was sweet. And now I'm in Ukraine. I'm like, I, I honestly love it here. I'm in Lviv and people are amazing. It's like the hospitality, it's like levels of Latin America or like, you know, Mexico, Colombia. Like people are amazing here, dude. So. Yeah. Nice. I'm loving it. So, so I guess switching on to the topic of Ukraine. Uh, so like, why did you decide to go to, you know, a country that's at war? Yeah. It was kind of like on the same vein as earlier. What I was saying, like during COVID, I felt stuck and I couldn't explore the world. I couldn't like see what was out there. And I discovered these vloggers that would go to places that no one else is going. And it like really gave me a sense of like, I don't know how to put it. Like, like I was alive again, like COVID, it felt like had killed me. Like I was just at home, not doing shit not making money, not leaving the house at all. Like literally for the first month of COVID, I did not leave the house, dude. I was afraid to put on the mask, didn't leave the house for a month. So then I was watching these vloggers and it just gave me this sense of like, I don't know, like fulfillment and joy. And like, if I can do that for somebody, then then that's sweet. Because I mean, honestly, like, you know, who's going to go to Ukraine? You know what I mean? It's like, if I go here and I show people what it's like, then it's like they've been, you know, they can kind of get a sense for what it's actually like outside of what the news tells them. You know? Yeah, because the news says it's basically completely bombed, and it, yeah, it's it's crazy how their story just doesn't line up with what oftentimes is the reality. Yeah, I mean, the sad truth is, like, people love the drama. You know what I mean? It's even on YouTube. Yeah. Like, my most successful videos are like dangerous places or like whatever, like these dramatic titles and stuff, which is fine. Like, it's you know, it's what sells. But like, 
at the end of the day, like if you're, if your job is to inform the public, like if you're the news outlets, then you should give them kind of like the full story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just so, stick to drama or yeah. what sells or what, whatever's clickbait. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like, you know, I don't watch the news, but like if the news was, oh, like everything is fine in Lviv or like local baker bakes bread and does not get shot. <laughs> like, is that really news? You know what I mean? So yeah, we've got we've gotten to that yeah. point where they have to make a story out of nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I've I've seen your video of you crossing the border into from Poland into Ukraine. What can you maybe tell the listeners that haven't seen your video who should potentially go? They should go watch your video. But like, how was it crossing the border? Okay, so to be fair, in that video, I was still in Poland. Um, the video where I crossed the border is is coming up this week. So if you're watching okay. this. It's already released. Go watch it. Please subscribe. Maybe it's 13. Um, but yeah, crossing the border was was weird. Like if you've crossed the border into the USA and New Mexico, it was very similar. Like you're going from this like, not that Poland's a world power, but like they're part of the EU. So like, I guess yeah. they're a world power. They're, you know, they have deep pockets. They're rich. It's a safer country, you know, whatever. So you're going from Poland, which, by the way, is not really a rich country itself, but like contrasted with Ukraine is like yeah. insane. Other parts like, of the east, the guard, yeah, like the guard towers, the roads, everything, dude. Like everything is just they're they have less money to put it bluntly, and it's like uh, actually one of my first YouTube videos was me walking from the U.S. to Mexico, like I was in some border town in Texas, and it felt the same, like. You go from Texas, like the most rich state, one of the richest states in the country, to Mexico, where it's just like, damn, dude, like they're fucking poor here. You know what I mean? Not that everyone's poor, but like the roads. It's, it's good. a big change. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's like obvious. Yeah. Um, so that was was kind of like not a red flag, but I was just like, damn, like we are not in the European Union anymore. You know? Well, did was it was it difficult to get in? Like, did they let you just go in willy nilly, or was it like, did you have to? to kind of sneak in like you did in, in a lot of events. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not dare to sneak into a country on war, dude. <laughs> it's probably like, fucking snipers. <laughs> um, no, it wasn't bad. I mean, other than like the long queue, um, the long wait time, but no, they just checked my registration, my international driver's license, which is just a license translated into like 50 languages, um, insurance, um, Passport, obviously. Yeah, it was pretty straightforward, dude. Um, I mean, honestly, man, when you see that American passport, I'm sure it's the same with Canada. When you see that, like, Western passport, like, oh, like, American, just, you know, fucking red carpet. So um, it wasn't too hard. Um, it was, honestly, dude, I had more trouble getting into Canada. Really? Dude, they searched all my shit. They, like, kicked the tires. They, like, looked under the hood. They, like, searched my bags. Where did you go in Canada? Somewhere far west, it was near um, BC. What's that little hit? Yeah, yeah, it was in BC. What's that little hippie town? Nelson, British Columbia. Nice. Yeah, it was near Nelson. Nice. Yeah. So, so right now you're in uh, the west portion of Ukraine in Lviv, correct? Yes. Yes. So, what's what's I guess life like right now in, in Lviv, Ukraine? Yeah, so that's kind of been my mission here is to kind of show people like what's going on, like how it is. So I think my last two videos, that was a theme. Like one of them is like, how dangerous is Ukraine? You know, let's talk to locals. And then this last one, I actually wasn't even planning on filming a video today, but the air raid siren just started going off. 
and oh, I just started filming and walking around. Yeah, dude, it was going off all day. So I was asking these people, you know, how do you feel about the siren? Do you care? Like, do you want to leave? Can you leave? Just kind of giving them like getting their general vibe. And like most people were like, fuck it, dude. Like we're staying, you know, dude, even kids. Like I talked to kids like 10, 11, 12 years old. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Meanwhile, I'm like a wow. grown ass man, man child, whatever. And I'm, I'm scared shitless. You know yeah. What I mean? And these I kids mean, are just it. here playing hopscotch. Like while the air raids like, and sirens going are going off. off. Yeah, dude. No one cares. I mean, they say they don't care. I'm sure it has like some like kind of psychological toll, like in long term. But like, you know, what are they going to do? I mean, this is like one of the safest countries, one of the safest cities in the country. So if they don't want to leave, like where else can they go? You know? Yeah, it's it's maybe like they have to psych themselves up to stay there and to try to live a normal life, right? Because if you care, then you yeah. you're you're you know the propaganda is working against you, or you know the the Russian influences affecting you essentially yeah and also I've, I've been talking with a lot of locals like i said and i think a big part of it is if they're a parent they don't want their kids to be affected so like you know if i have a kid here like running around in my hotel room and i'm just like oh fuck what the fuck are we gonna do this is terrible like that's gonna magnify on the kids so i think the parents are just like keeping it chill like oh it's fine blah 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 uh just like they're minimizing it for the kids i think that's part of it you know um I don't know, dude, just, it's just hard to imagine like living here 24 seven, like I'm here for a week or, you know, I'll, I'll probably come back at some point, but I'm here for like a week, two weeks max. And it's like having an effect on me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, like today I went down to the hotel concierge and the, the siren was going off and I was like, what do we do? Like, what's going on? Is this an emergency? And she's like, what? Oh, that's fine. Like, yeah, you can go to the bunker if you want, but don't do that. Like, it doesn't matter. And I was like, okay. I'll just go back to my room then. Uh, it's all good, I guess. You know? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know, dude. And But to me, like, I can't get over the fact that there's fucking kids here, dude. Like, there's kids and they're just like, today I like went to the center, they're playing in the fountain, eating ice cream, the sirens blaring in the background. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just weird. Like, life just goes on here, you know? That's, that's fucking crazy. Like, for you getting that firsthand experience of seeing what it is like i can't fucking imagine what that's like because we've you know we've followed it on the news for so long since what like like eh, march that it's been going on so yeah it's, yeah it's it's crazy that you're there to, to witness it because it's it's yeah. definitely a, a moment in history that people a lot of people are going to remember yeah yeah and i just really hope like i don't know i, I kind of i had kind of a fucked up thought today like if Russia actually wins, like, and there's no more Ukraine, like, you know what I mean? Like, I personally don't think that's going to happen, but I guess it is in the realm of possibilities. And like, yeah. to think that that's even possible, just crazy, dude. And like, I don't know, just imagine if you're Ukrainian, like you wake up and like, you are Ukrainian and like, you love this country and you have this existential threat looming over your head all day, every day. Like to me, I'm a fucking tourist. I have a motorbike. I can leave right now if I wanted to. Well, I had two beers earlier. I probably couldn't leave, but yeah. You know I mean? still take off, baby. <laughs> Yeah, dude, <laughs> gotta get in the mood. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to actually imagine, you know, um, especially being from like superpower countries. Like, you know, we have such a hubris and ego about it. At least in the U.S., we do. We're protected by these countries. You know, or we're protected by these two huge oceans. Like, we've never had an international war on our own soil. Like, it's hard to even imagine. There, there was what there that was would one. Be like. and I'm pretty sure that the British and Canadian did burn the White House, but I mean that's been a while. We're we're friends now. We're friends. We're friends. Okay. <laughs> you bastard. 
See, uh, that shows how much I know. I'm not a history buff. <laughs> but yeah, it's just crazy, man. Like, I don't know. And like the more I travel through Europe and kind of my whole goal with this, like uh, Ireland to Japan on a motorcycle is to kind of see like how culture changes as you go through this, uh, I guess you call it a continent, like Eurasia. It's like two continents. Yeah. But, you know, like the more I'm here and the more I'm actually learning about shit. And there's like this deep history between all these countries like Germany, Poland, Slovakia, Czechia, Russia. Like they have like they, they go back and forth for thousands of years. And it's just something that like we don't have in the US. And it's so hard to imagine. Like, dude, the Ukrainian people, they fucking hate Russians, dude, because of mm. you know thousands of years of history and like them fucking them over and all the genocide and famine and like all this stuff and I don't know. It's just hard to put it in perspective being so far removed from it, but actually being here is like, damn, it's powerful, man. Yeah. It's, it's like the, what you're speaking of is like the iron curtain that, you know, in the eight, I think it was 89 that it was taken down and then the USSR dismantled. But like, for example, I saw yeah. the example of what you're saying of how much the East hates Russia, right? Because when USSR pulled out or dismantled, they basically, Russia took every single resource from all these countries and made them, you know, all their currencies are now like devaluated, you know, all the resources, a lot of the resources have been have been taken away. For example, I was in Czech Republic in like 2012 and I went to go see a hockey game and it was Russia playing an exhibition game against Sweden, but it was just in Czech Republic. And just seeing mm -hmm. the, like Russia scored a goal and just to see the crowd's reaction, like, People were like, fuck you. Fuck. Like, we're like booing. And it was just like <laughs> nothing I've ever seen. But it's just like you're saying, like a history of, of, of what they've done. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite apparent that yeah. they don't like many, they, they don't like Russians. Right. It's so funny how sports is kind of the outlet for stuff like that. It's like cathartic. You know what I mean? It's like, like those like normal ass, like, yeah, no, dude, teams. You know, battle uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, Connor, you're you're in Lviv, uh, like we were just saying. I just want to get back to Ukraine just for a second. Uh, and it was, I did look into it, and I'm I was pretty sure that Lviv was bombed, but it was bombed in March of this year. Uh, going around the city, have you seen any like evidence or like have you seen some of the damage that uh, that that's been that's hit the city? No, so I think uh, there was the one I saw was like April. It was like a tank or like a shipyard or some like military strategic point. Am I right about that? They got bombed. Yeah, I think there was like ammunition there or something like that. Yeah, so I I, been, I was googling because I wanted to go check it out, but I couldn't find like the exact location. But I mean, as far as I mean, I'm in the center of the city, and then a few days ago I was like in the south southwestern part of the city. I didn't see any like physical, you know uh you know like uh violence or like evidence of violence but what i have seen all over the city everywhere is like any statue or church or you know um government building is like barricaded with tons of sandbags they have those like big like anti-tank i'm not sure what they're yeah, called they're like the those like looks like a jack tip of my tongue it's uh yeah I know, I know what you mean it's like the the thing in yeah. saving private ryan right like yeah those are around like Yes, yes, yes. So those are like around the police stations. They have like these weird, I don't even know what they're called. It's like a chain, but they have like these, uh, I think it's like an anti-tank thing. They throw them in the street and it like fucks up the tires or something. I, I don't know. It's called a hedgehog. Uh, I just Googled a, it. Uh, oh, the, the big, these things? Yeah. I just Googled anti-tank thing. It's, anti, it's a hedgehog. 
<laughs> nice. Educational value on two beers. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, so it's like, it's weird uh, because life is normal. It's totally fine. Like I'm in a hotel, like I'm in a nice part of town, whatever. It's great. It's like a European city. And then one second, the air raid siren goes up. One second, you see sandbags. One second, you see the fucking statues covered up. One second, you see police or like a huge like um military car rolling down the street next second you see like uh, a russian tank they've just displayed these like fucked up destroyed russian tanks in the middle of town so people can just like take pictures with them and so it's just like this weird mix of like yeah things are normal but no they're not if that makes sense yeah that's wild are connor are you are you planning to go i guess more so the war is happening on the eastern uh tip of ukraine with donetsk in that region are you planning to go out that way or are you saying fuck it going south getting out of dodge mm, i'm not gonna go that far i'm not gonna go to like the front lines um but i think i will go to kiev um, okay it's i don't think it's as safe as lviv i think they do get shelled sometimes and i know there was like a huge battle there in the spring there was, yeah. um, but I've been researching it. It's like one of the few times I actually fucking research because my life depends on it. Um, and, <laughs> and, um, it looks like Russia doesn't have interest in Kiev right now, but the funny thing is about war is like, you know, it's not, you know, it's not like they're just going to announce like Kiev will be attacked. You know what I mean? So uh, it's, yeah, I think I will go there, but it would probably be for, like, so happens uh, that it's raining shells. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, probably just go for a short time. Just get a few videos. Yeah. Nice. So, so Connor, I guess we should maybe steer back onto course because today you did not come to talk about, you know, your journey or your, your, or your time in Ukraine. You've come to talk your stories actually about Colombia. So what I, we've already done, oh, I guess shit. we've, we've done Colombia for, for a few episodes. People must be like, holy fuck. Is there only like three countries in the world? Like, I feel like we've done like <laughs> Colombia, Brazil, like we've done a couple, but what, what brought you to Colombia? Um, so I, <laughs> it go, it's kind of a long story. It goes back to, I drove my car across the USA, like at, when COVID happened, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to leave, drive my car across the country. But I, as I was doing it, I had this kind of like existential crisis. Like, what am I doing? I need a job. I need security, blah, 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 all this shit. So I come home from that trip. I apply to a bunch of law firm jobs, big, serious, big boy job, whatever the fuck, blah, 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 you know? And um, I apply to this job and they're like, okay, we'll get back to you in three weeks. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sit at home for three weeks. So I booked a flight to Colombia and... Once I was there, they're like, hey, you got the job. And I was like, sweet. I was like, can I start soon? And they're like, oh, you have to fly back to the US. So fucking, um, <laughs> meanwhile, I meet this girl and, okay, important fact, it's a remote job, okay? But like with yes. legal shit, I had to be in the US. I hope I don't get right. sued for telling this story. So <laughs> I had to be in the US and I meet this girl who's into IT and we start dating and stuff. And I really like her. So I'm like, I'm going to stay, I think. But then the job is like, oh, no, you have to come back. So I'm like, okay, fuck. So I go to the airport, get on this plane, say goodbye to homegirl. And I'm literally on the plane, ready to leave. And then my job, my new job sends me the IT security, like, here's your credentials, here's your authentication, whatever the fuck. And I emailed to, to my girl at the time. And I was like, hey, could I like spoof my location? Is this possible? And she's like, VPN, totally. baby. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, VPN. 
just got off the plane, dude. I literally walked off the plane. They had to like st- give my passport a special stamp. And I, was just <laughs> out of there. I, I just stayed in Colombia for four months. Yeah. There you go. That's the way to fucking do it. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Dude. That was another one of those moments where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But it was amazing. You know, <laughs> what a fucking legend. All right, Connor. So yeah, we've so. gotten to know you a bit, but I want the listeners to get to know you a bit more. Let's get into Q and a. So welcome to Q&A, Connor. This portion here is just to get to, like I said, just to get to know you a bit better. First question, hot or cold? Hot all day. You need flip-flops, a bathing suit, sunscreen. That's it. Cold, you need to fucking Your dirty soft, baby. Like it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. Beach or mountains? Beach. It's just easier. It's just easier, bro. You know? Fucking pour, pour up a daiquiri, get sunburned, just fucking lay there. You don't have to hike or be active. You're just... Sit on your happy ass and drink. <laughs> yeah. Bus or train? Train. All day. If you're in a country like Ukraine or Colombia, the roads are shit. They're bumpy. There's traffic. There's stoplights. There's no AC. Train is nice and smooth. There's one track. There's no traffic. Train. Fuck yeah. Cats or dogs? Dogs. More playful. Bigger hearts. Not serial killers like cats. Yeah, I'm on board with that one. When you get home, they actually give a shit that you're there and they show you love. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Top or bottom bunk? Bottom, dude. Bottom. Just fucking roll in, roll out. Easy. What is your favorite sports team? The Georgia Bulldogs. UGA, baby. Dog. Dog, hey, dog, what dog. a big win, though. <laughs> do you think they're going to do pretty good this year now that they've lost half their team to the first round in the NFL? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't even know that. It tells you how much... <laughs> Of a fan I am. Uh, I mean, knowing I, the dogs and just knowing any Georgia sports franchise, we will swing very far in either direction. Like, I think that season after the Falcons lost the Super Bowl, we were just trash, like, immediately. So I would not be surprised if the dogs did the exact same thing. You guys still have the quarterback, though. I forget his name, but he he was very good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I think some of the oh. offense is still there. Yeah. I know the big pieces of the defense, like N'Kobe Dean, Devontae Wyatt – uh jordan davis i'm forgetting people uh lewis cine like the- yeah, that was like the crux of our fucking yeah that's how we went natty was a defense so yeah how was how was the party after that one uh it was it was legendary dude and my seats were so good uh like yeah you, you know that i snuck in my seats were <laughs> so good dude i was sitting next to like the lieutenant governor of georgia and like fucking supreme court members and shit just like dapping them up like let's fucking go <laughs> 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 if you had a superpower what would it be Ooh. i want to say like stop time but i feel like that would get super out of hand because i'm like late for everything you know what i mean like i was late for this today <laughs> I, you know, i'll probably be late for my next fucking appointment it'd be so nice to just like stop time and like get on a, or just like walk to the next destination or, or whatever or like someone asks you a difficult question just stop time you know what i mean do some research Come back Have I asked you any difficult questions well up to date that you wish that you stopped time or? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, it's smooth sailing. Okay, I, 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 I got to keep working then. All right. <laughs> What's something you never travel without? Um, I'd say my camera now these days. Yeah, a camera. Like just leave leave the house with it. I have a GoPro, so it's like really easy to just put it in the pocket and like some cool shit happens, just pull it out. You know. What is your favorite world attraction? 
World attraction. Like uh, like Disney World or like a pyramid or something like that? No. Please don't say Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would not be good. I think that would be probably the point yeah, where people would just you. shut it off. Just be like, fuck this guy. Right, like, we respect that he's in Ukraine volunteering. Cool. But <laughs> <laughs> this guy snuck into Disney World? Fuck this guy. <laughs> Mickey's got to pay the bills, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't trust Disney adults. Dude. I don't understand. Like, how are you going to be 40 and into Mickey Mouse? Like, he was made for children. Like, what are you doing? Walt Disney, yeah. big anti-Semite. And yeah, also frozen hard to get around that one. Or frozen to be, be re, re, or put back alive. Right. That's what? creepy shit. That's creepy. That's pretty fucking, that's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. But it makes you wonder, like, what's going to happen, like, when Elon Musk dies? He'll probably do some creepy shit like that. Like, put his body in space or, like, you know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, odds, like, I'm not a sports book or, like, a, a betting book, but you got to think that <laughs> the odds are in the favor of him dying in Mars. Ooh, yeah, that'd be poetic. Right? So, so you probably can't fucking salvage his body because shit's probably, it's I don't true. know, he runs out of oxygen, his fucking face blows up. Yeah, that's if he ever that's... even dies. Like he probably has like some like weird. He probably like sucking the blood out of newborn babies and shit. You know what I mean? Like some QAnon shit. <laughs> he, could, he could clone himself, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He probably has the technology. Yeah. Jesus. Walt Disney was off Blood. by like a hundred, hundred some years. Fuck. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's what's your fa- okay. favorite world that's attraction? <laughs> yeah, we, we went around that. <laughs> we world attraction. Like a touristy kind of, like something that people know. Uh, Eiffel Tower, uh, Pyramids, Rio de Janeiro, the the Christ the Redeemer, Statue of Liberty. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I really like um, Chichen Itza. It's the pyramids in the Yucatan of Mexico. I really like that. That's cool. Uh, And just like thinking about how those like ancient people thought about stars and shit. And like that happened at like similar times across human history like stonehenge chichen itza machu picchu those like uh megalithic i think they're called uh like Maybe, stone structures like studying the stars and shit i think that's really fascinating it, it's it's fucking like are like i don't even think that we, we i think we can do that but like to build a structure example that like the sun crosses at the equinox you know what i mean like how the fuck did yeah. they do this okay so it's dude at, at chichen itza the pyramids at, I think it's summer or spring. I don't know. One of these equinoxes or solstices, whatever the fuck, the sun as it sets, it like does the path of a snake down the pyramid. Like it like slithers, dude. Like they choreographed how the fucking sun moves. Imagine how many years in like trial and error. You know what I mean? Some guy like drinking mushroom tea like every night, like <laughs> studying the stars. You know what I mean? It's 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 crazy, man. Like. I'm going to go down a, a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but like just thinking of how we're moving to a digital world with a lot of the things, you know, our tools or, our, or that type of thing. Just thinking of back then, we don't know how the fuck they did that, you know, because we, we think back in, yeah. in the day, but they could have had advanced technologies that we don't even know about, but they weren't, you know, registered or like there's no, I don't know. There's, there's something missing here. Yeah. How the fuck were they able to do that? Back then, yeah. something might have been lost, you know, because now a lot of these civilizations, you know, with the Westerners or the the East, uh, the Europeans coming coming uh, and bringing like smallpox yeah, and yeah, like 
a lot of them they just disappeared so like who knows yeah and dude a lot of the um i mean they'll tell you this when you if you go to the yucatan like a lot of the pyramids they think there's a lot of like chichen itza type things in the wild like just covered up with vines and like just undiscovered places so like there could be thousands of pyramids that are similar and like who knows we could find some evidence there but it's just fucking lost i mean same with the amazon it's even deeper and thicker and shit so yeah i think it's totally and possible still finding some, cities like, ancient like machu picchu was just an abandoned city that they found right yeah 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 i mean it's crazy like we like to think of ourselves as like kind of the pinnacle of human achievement but like existence do we really know that do we really know that for sure how the yeah. fuck did the uh yeah sure. uh, how the egyptians build pyramids how could they leverage things that were so heavy oh you're talking to an alien guy so i just go i just say aliens bro i just say yeah. aliens fuck it yeah, we'll, 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 we'll close it down to aliens it, may, it, it yeah it <laughs> we don't need to think it anymore. has to be it's aliens it has to be <laughs> which country has the best cuisine japan hands down easy japan all day you can walk into any any restaurant and there's an 80 percent chance it's going to be mind-blowing and like a 90 percent chance it'll be good as fuck yeah i mean like it's just cool you can like just walk around explore follow your nose it's good you know how many other countries can you say that there's an 80 percent chance of a success when you go to a restaurant when you go to a restaurant not many yeah i don't know I, I haven't spent a ton of time in mexico but i have a feeling mexico has really good food like consistently i don't know what would you say one of the best yeah yeah and it's so cheap <sighs> yeah what is your biggest travel pet peeve? Pet peeve? This might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't know. Like, okay. So I mentioned earlier, I like to learn about places by watching travel vlogs and like seeing what there is and like how people are and the kind of vibe of the place. And I feel like, dude, like 95% of travel vlogs are just like, you have to go here. Look at what you have to do. And all these amazing things. And it's just like, it glamorizes everything and it makes it, I don't know, it's just fake as fuck to me. It's just fake, dude. And it's like commanding people. It's not really commanding, but it's just like, I don't know. I just don't like to hear like things you have to do. I'm like, nah, dude, like if we're really trying to have a unique experience and see the world from like new eyes, then no, I don't have to do anything. Like I can just walk yeah. around and just explore and do it on my own terms, you know? Give me the facts and I'll make that decision. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's the best travel stuff. I mean, the best art, really. They just like present you with some information and like you're processing it and they're not like spoon feeding you, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like that they're they're doing something and because they did that, you have to do it because it makes the video obviously more clickbaity, right? Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like I get the YouTube hustle, but I don't know, dude. It just, it just feels dishonest. Like, mm. I don't know. I'm more of like a Bourdain kind of style. Like you just kind of walk around and like figure it out as opposed to like read a guidebook and follow it directly. And like, you know what I mean? And like, I don't know. Just, there's no fun in that to me. Yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, that was a tough one. Legend, bro. Legend. Yeah. Tell us your best travel hack. Travel hack. I think, you know, I don't know if I could give you anything like super original here, but I mean, obviously meet a local, meet locals and like stick with them because they're going to be your homies. They're going to get you through it. Like here in Ukraine, English isn't widely spoken. I just got back from drinks and lunch with two Ukrainian girls that 
one of them is actually by day is a fixer. So she like will go and like journalists will come and she'll, you know, take them to restaurants or like take them to newsworthy places and shit. And I don't know, you just find people like that. And I found her just by fucking, it's actually in one of my videos. I was just at a place, just running an errand, just like a regular ass. I was fixing my uh, hard drive. And I met this really nice Ukrainian lady. And then she like gave me this girl's number. She's like, oh, you have to find this girl. You have to like go out with her, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sure. So I think if you can kind of like, dude, it was, she was like the best wingman ever. The girl's a model. Like she owns a fucking modeling agency. It's insane, dude. But I think when you just like open yourself up to receiving like that local knowledge and just like take things as they come, then, then good things happen, you know? So now I have like a hot girl to like lead me around town. Like, fuck it. That's cool with me. <laughs> you know? Tough day on the job. Right. <laughs> What's the most yeah. underrated country? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a hot question there, Phil. That's a good one. Did you think of that? I think I read it somewhere. It's a good ass question. Talkerties, that's a good ass question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare. <laughs> one of those great thinkers, you know, Shakespeare, Phil. Socrates. <laughs> um, underrated country. Ooh, that's a good question. Just, just I couldn't to, rightfully <laughs> say Mexico. People know about Mexico. Yeah, I guess just just to jog your memory, like for example, we've had like like I gave Montenegro. A lot of people do Croatia. A lot of people do Italy, but they kind of don't think about Montenegro yet. The view from the Kator Castle, mm-hmm. which the Kator the Kator Castle isn't much, but the view from that castle is probably one of the best views I've ever seen in my life. It's it's like a bay, mm. and you just see mountains for days. It's beautiful. Mm, that's beautiful. Honestly, dude, I've only been here like a week, but I think Ukraine. Let's go. And I don't know. I don't know if I could rightfully encourage your listeners to come to Ukraine at the current moment, but what I've seen is like beautiful, dude. The people are amazing. Like I said, I just met this lady. Spoke no English. We had a full conversation via Google Translate. She's like, meet my daughter. She lives in Miami. Like, come, my, this model will come get you lunch. I'm like, okay, yeah, fuck it. There's stuff like that where it's like the adventure kind of finds you, where I only have found that in like Latin America, Colombia, where like the people are so warm and hospitable. And I found the same to be true here in, uh, in Ukraine. I mean, even they're at war, like they could easily be like assholes and like, yeah. get out of our country, blah, blah, blah. Like, Whatever. Or we don't need to help you. But they have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which, that would be totally acceptable. Like, I totally understand if someone's busy or whatever, they don't want to help me. But, yeah, dude, Ukraine's been incredible. And it's affordable. And, like, I'm in Lviv. It's, like, a very kind of – it kind of looks like Paris, honestly. Um, It's honestly, like – and, see, I feel weird about, like, promoting it (laughs) because, obviously, there's a war. But – it just seems like a hidden gem. Like I'm just surprised I've never been here. Like it's amazing actually. Um, yeah. And the people make all the difference. They're, they're incredible. Well, so. that's, that's uh, listen, uh, I'll keep that in mind. The listeners keep that in mind as well. You know, maybe hopefully down the line that things slow down and that we can return to a, a bit of a less dangerous country and people can go take advantage of exactly what you're saying and, and enjoy the, the hospital hospitality and uh, beautiful cities of, of Ukraine. Yeah. Where is somewhere you'd never go back? <laughs> so basically the question is where Good is question. a shithole? <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, where is somewhere I'd never go back? I said the US. No, no I'm kidding. Hot. <laughs> ah. Hot take. Hot take, Phil. Hot take. No. 
I think um, I'll probably offend some people. Portland, Oregon. I have no interest in going back to Portland, Oregon. They uh, the borderline derangement as a mm. society. I think they have some screws loose as far as like how society should function and how the police should operate. And like I went to this, it was my first YouTube video, bro. First ever video. I went to uh, Antifa's Autonomous Zone. Wow. Imagine reading oh, that right. in a guidebook. Antifa's Autonomous Zone. For, for those they listening, taken Antifa over. is what is the anti-fascism yes. association yes. or something like that? Just anti-fascist. Okay. This means anti-fascist. Which is clever branding. I have to give it to their PR person. It's clever because if you're against Antifa, you're a fascist. <laughs> it is. I just you don't know? like the acronym because it's Antifa. So then you're like, what's the A stand for? What's the, oh no, it's anti. And then it's, it's misleading guys. Like Uh, it is, it is good marketing, but the acronym needs maybe some work. Needs some work. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll brainstorm it. We'll fucking workshop it. Um, But no, so I went there and like, yeah, that was one of those places I saw a picture of it. It was like scary, dude. Like they had forcefully kicked out the police from this. Or I don't know how it went down originally, but basically I'll try to keep this short, but like, there was a family, Native American family, okay? They have indigenous blood. Um, and one of the sons did a hit and run on an elderly couple. He killed like an 80-year-old woman. I think the man was like in a coma or something. But basically he killed one person and like put another in a coma with his car. You guys should fact check this. I just listened to this. I'm not like the best with uh, specifics. But basically this guy did some fucked up shit. He hurt some old people with his car. Uh, they were going to send him to jail. They had to like pay some bond. It was like a few hundred grand. So they mortgaged their house, which they own legally, but they mortgaged it to get some money. Okay. Are you still with me? Yep. <laughs> okay. So basically did some fucked up shit. They mortgaged the house. Now it's the bank's house. And then because they're in all this debt because of the legal bills, they couldn't afford to pay the mortgage on the house. So what does they do? What, are the, what does the government do? They take the house. They try to take the house. But because it's a Native American family, um, it's their land, and they apparently don't have to obey the laws of the country they're in. And Antifa, like, circled around the house, and they fucking, like, got in this huge brawl with the police, and they were, like, popping tires and shit. Dude, I was there. You'll, you'll see in the video if you guys watch it. It's literally my first YouTube video. They, I was, I saw them, like, training. They were, like, training people how to use, like, uh, like riot shields and shit. Jesus they were having Christ. organized, dude, it was it's the wildest shit, dude. And this is just going on. Like there's people like buying groceries and coming to the autonomous zone. Like people live there, dude. And they just have to put up with this shit. Is the autonomous zone. I know it was going on for a while. Is it still going on now? No, that was like almost two years ago now. I mean, I hope it's not, but I mean, I think what ended up happening was like the police came in and I don't remember. I think like the Portland government backed down. I can't remember, but either way, just like to be in a city where like they allow that is just crazy. And I'm not like a conservative guy, but like, just like, how the fuck, like what's going on? Like how it's at an extreme. <laughs> it's, it's at an extreme. Yeah. So that's yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I think I've seen enough of Portland. <laughs> yeah. If you're going, if you're going that way, British Columbia is beautiful. Just go a bit more North, go check out Vancouver Island, the Rockies. Great. You know, Whistler, mm. go snowboarding, go surfing, enjoy yourselves. Mm, beautiful. Where did nice. you experience the least friendly locals? Oh, fire questions, bro. I know. Clickbait. Let's go. <laughs> the least friendly locals. France. 
hundred percent France, thousand percent France. Oh, I just gonna, I was just gonna say I, I don't think I'm gonna save my comment and let you talk and you be the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Throw me under the bus, Phil. Uh, I love France actually. It's do you speak French? Yeah, it's actually my first first uh, language. There you go. That's why you love France. <laughs> well, it's it's not the same. It's like it's essentially like uh, England speaks English, but you don't. You know, I mean, you speak English in the U.S., but you don't associate with England, right? Right. But I think that gives you like a leg up. It like gives you clout to the French because I was going to say I think they're really friendly if they think you speak French. Like I'm just sitting on the the bench eating a baguette, some cheese. Mind my own business. People, everybody says bonjour, even in cities, which I found crazy. Like people in New York City don't say hello, mm. but somehow, in, well, I don't know if that's true in Paris, but I just remember a lot of uh, people were saying bonjour to me in, in, in France and I would say bonjour or whatever. It's fine. But like anytime I needed something like groceries or a drink or a hotel or anything, it's, it's actually mind blowing how few people speak English there. Like they are right next to England. It's, it's France. Man. They all learn English. It's, it's, it's France. Yeah. It's not England. Yeah. But no, it's... But it's right there. It, it's right there. I, like, there's a lot of Americans that speak Spanish. You know what I mean? Like, it's right there. Yes. But, yeah. Connor, I, I've listened to your video talking about France, and I have a counter-argument. How many countries okay. in Europe speak French? France. Yeah, Switzerland. Switzerland? Yeah. Belgium? Yes. Austria? Does Austria speak French? No. Uh, so, I France... Say, right? The, the French language is a minority. They start speaking English, gonna be gone. And I've, mm. for for me, I guess in Canada, where we have Quebec, which is the the lone speak only speaking French province in Canada, my province is uh, bilingual, so we speak half English, half French, and like half. Well, it's it's about sixty five thirty five English to French. And to be mm. honest with you, Damn. man, like like I've I've seen the evidence of you know English taking over because you know you have. English movies, English music, English TV, English radio. People still listen to radio, but like, there's just so much. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much English Podcast. in, I guess, our our day to day that, like, sometimes people like I'm. I, I live in a place where it's mostly English speaking, but I'm feel like sometimes like I'm losing my French. Mm -hmm. So I guess does long that bother you? it does, it does, but it's it's mm -hmm. just a reality, man. It's it's that yeah. English is taking over. I guess yeah, it's almost becoming almost my default language now. Like if I if I like I've always gone to French school. My parents are French. You know, I talk to my friends in French. But yeah, so long-winded answer to say that maybe why people speak French in France is because they want to maintain their language. Yeah. So do you think it doesn't have anything to do with like an ego thing? You know what I mean? Because listen, listen, it, I'm not I'm not saying the French are are uh, French from France aren't. Without their flaws, some people definitely are dicks. You know, have you seen a Parisian waiter? Um, <laughs> but, but no, it, yeah, they, they could definitely be, be nicer about it. There's almost like also a French class. Like you have the French friends and then you have the, the Quebecois French, which is like from Quebec. And then mm. like my French is maybe even lower, yeah. like because of how it's been affected by, um, by English. But no, France, yeah. France could be nicer. They could be nicer. They've got nice things, beautiful beaches, but it could be a little bit nicer. Nice morning. Yeah. I just, I just wonder, like, I mean, I take your point about them having pride about speaking French, but like, 
to be fair, like I'm not trying to get too dark, but like they did conquer like half of the African continent. They speak French still. And like, if you look at Germans, Germans are like very worldly people. And I know they did some fucked up shit to probably make it that way. They have to kind of repent for their sins, so to speak. But like, everybody knows English there and they still speak German, like amongst each other. You know, I think they just realize like to go abroad, to see the world, you have to, you know, learn a new language. Yeah. Um, No, that's, that's a fair, that's a fair, uh, that's a fair example. That's, it's true. Germany is not like that at all, but it's, I think too. England and France beef a bit more than Germany and France. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, Germany and uh, England and France have like some history, don't they? Like, uh, I think part of France like belonged to England for a bit. Like, it was ruled by the English king or something. I can't believe I'm saying facts. I usually don't like research where I'm going, but <laughs> say facts. <laughs> facts. <laughs> I love it. We just went down a wormhole, but hey, we're here. We are. Yeah. I've got three more questions for you. Then we're this, this this is a beast of an episode, but I, I I love it. I yeah, this has been a good one up to date. Do it. What is your favorite cocktail? Cocktail. I like usually more of a beer guy, but if I'm gonna go with a cocktail, I like whiskey sours. If I'm in the right part of the world, if they know how to make a whiskey sour, I love them. A nice whiskey sour with the egg whites. Ooh, that's classy right there. That's the real ones, that's right? Not the fucking just yellow mix. <laughs> Right, yeah, some like fucking Walmart, like oh. can shit. <laughs> where'd your hair hangover come from? <laughs> right. <laughs> Since you're more of a beer guy, where did you find your cheapest pint? Cheapest pint has to be either Munich, Germany, or somewhere in Czechia. Cheap ass beer, dude. Cheap. Czechia, also I here know. in Ukraine, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I was in. Um, it might have been Slovakia, actually, where I saw. It's on my Instagram. I took a picture of it. It was like half liter, big ass, big boy beers for like 50 euros, uh, 50 cents in Europe. <laughs> Couldn't believe it, dude. They're like, it's paying you to drink. It's, yeah, in that part of the world, Germany, you know, like Czechia, 500 milliliters is a normal beer. It's a beer. It's crazy. Like Americans, we think like everything's bigger over here, but no, dude, no, it's insane. Even in England, they give you like big ass, half a liter. It's regular. Yeah. Uh, Czech Republic drink the most beer per capita in the world. It's a hell of a statistic. I would be proud of that. I would hang my hat on that. If, <laughs> Just if, lean into it. Just drink for breakfast, you know? <laughs> it's. I, I might be wrong by a bit here, but I'm pretty sure it's like 180 some liters per year that the average person drinks. That's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Dude, you can see it too. <laughs> You go, I mean, I went out at like 11 in the morning for like brunch or whatever, you know, and people are just drinking pills in there, like smoking cigarettes, drinking pills, at like 11, 12 in the afternoon on a Thursday. It's like, it's crazy. Do they still, uh, last time I went to check, they were, you could still smoke in, in, indoors. Is that still a thing? I did not see that. I mean, it's very well possible. I did not see that. Yeah. Okay. I was only there for like three, four days. So. Right on. All right. So last question here. Yeah. Where in the world is your favorite bar? Ooh, Japan, Japan. I lived in a town, a big city called Osaka. It's like the second city in Japan. And the Japanese have such a high population density that they have to like jam people into buildings. So like they have this brilliant invention where they took an old hotel and they renovated all the rooms and they made them bars. Okay, so nice. there's probably like 50 bars. Dude, it's incredible. It's one of the best places to drink. I'll send you the pin after this. 
But I, I want to go now. They might meet, might meet you there dude, when, you hit, when you hit Japan. Hey, let's go, bro. Live episode. Let's me. do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, they rent out this whole hotel. Each room is a different style bar. So they have like really niche. You know how Japan is. They have like really niche. There's like a... 60s bar there's like a shag rug and fucking beatles playing like psychedelics there's a pikachu bar there's a bdsm bar whatever you want dude oh whatever fuck. you want they got it wow that sounds awesome so yeah i actually worked i got a job there and i was bartending in this kind of like 1940s like classic kind of weird like turkish i don't even know how to describe it it was just a cool ass bar and i worked there for a few months and that was probably my favorite bar nice yeah Top five. Welcome to top five. Connor's going to be giving us his best top five tips for if you're going to a dangerous place because the guy's definitely been to a lot. So off you go, buddy. All right. Number five. Don't ask too many questions. Don't be curious, George, and go snooping around and fucking I spy. Just be cool. Just be cool. I remember that's a, that's a, that's first, a good one. Yeah, like the first dangerous place I went, like I said, my first YouTube video, I went to the Antifa zone and I'm trying to be like a good vlogger and like ask all these questions and see what's going on. And I'm asking these guys like, well, by the way, first of all, our first one I get there, they're like, oh, we're going to smash your goddamn camera. Fuck press, fuck media. I'm like, all right, cool. No camera. So I just asked these guys off camera, like, hey, what's going on? Like, why are you guys here? Blah, blah, blah. And they were like very standoffish. And they were like, who are you with? Are you with media? Like, what are you doing? And a lot of red flags. So I was like, you know what? No more questions. I, I am in Antifa now. I belong here. My comrades, let's fucking overthrow whatever we're doing. Yeah. Fuck them, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Also, I was in Seattle and I asked this homeless guy. God, now that I mention it, it's so embarrassing. But I asked this homeless guy, like, oh, yeah, how do you make money? Like, do you, I see you have beer and like a bed. How do you make money? And he's like, are you a cop? <laughs> and I think about it. And I'm like, that was a dumbass question, dude. <laughs> what was I expecting this guy to tell me? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I volunteer at a soup kitchen and they pay me. Like, no, dude, he fucking steals <laughs> shit. I'm sure. <laughs> you just said volunteer. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and then kind of related to that is my number four is act like you belong. Don't be looking around. Don't be fucking pie in the sky, all fucking excited. Just act like you belong. It's a, a sneaking tip too. Just act like yeah. you belong there. Right? Yeah, I think that'll get you far in life. Just blend in. Fake it till you make it, baby. Exactly. Exactly. Um, also, very important, don't go at night. Do not go to these places at night. When I was in the Antifa zone, I went at night and that's usually when the cops would come raid the place or that's when people are doing drugs and drinking and stuff and... Just do yourself a favor. Go in the daytime. Even when I went to Tijuana, like the world's most dangerous street uh, in one of my videos, I went in the daytime and it was still dangerous. So I can't imagine like at night what goes down there. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. And number two would be hide your goddamn valuables. Hide them. <laughs> do not carry a big camera in your face and shove it in other people's faces. And I mean, I don't know. It's just tough being a vlogger. Like you want to get good information from people, but you have this expensive thing. It's very hard. That's why I have a GoPro now. It's like very discreet. Um, and yeah, just hide those goddamn valuables. That's related. 
I don't want to give away my story, but a little fucking, uh, what's it called? Foreshadowing. It's related to my story that I will tell. So hide your valuables. Uh, You got to find a way to like be able to hide your like GoPro. Like I I don't even know what you potentially could do, but maybe like a prosthetic arm coming out, you know, just like hide it in there. (laughs) You have like the little, (laughs) maybe one day. There's this vlogger. There's a vlogger actually now. I think, I don't know what his nationality is. I think he's from the Philippines. Uh, he films North Korea. Like he talks to soldiers and stuff. And I don't know what? how he does it. I think he like has a button up shirt and just like puts it. I really have no idea how he does it, but he gets a lot of footage from North Korea. Fuck. Um, so man, something to look into. There's also a fucking, I actually looked into this. This is how I filmed one of my, um, it was a Patreon exclusive, um, but it ended up posting it to TikTok months later. But uh, I've actually filmed like in depth in the world's most dangerous street. So there's actually a setting on your iPhone where you can turn off the screen, but it still records. It's like real sneaky, but you can actually do that. So look into it. Sneaky. sneaky. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Number one tip. If you don't learn anything from this podcast, listen up. Fucking never, never carry your debit cards when you go to a dangerous place. Never. Because they can just take that shit, they'll clean you out, they'll put a gun to you, they'll ask for your pin code. Um, I've heard stories in in Colombia. (laughs) (laughs) 42069. (laughs) (laughs) But I heard stories in Colombia, dude. Like, you know, it's much better from the Pablo Escobar days, but still it's not it's not Canada, it's not Japan, it's not the UK. Thank you. It's uh it's still (laughs) Y'all are safe. Oh yeah, very safe up there. Yeah. What's your secret? Uh, make it cold uh, 10 months of the year. <laughs> Nobody wants to come. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. It's so uh, hot in, in like Los Angeles and shit. People are just getting angry at each other. I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. So I heard when, when I was in Colombia, there's a, there's a scam that girls do. Like they'll meet you to go on a date. They fucking come back to your apartment, whatever. And then they'll like blow this like powder. It's scopolamine? Scopolamine, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this on a past episode. It's the devil's breath and it basically knocks you out or you don't know what's going on. You basically black out and then they can make you do basically anything you want. And it's funny that you mentioned that because I watched a video of a guy on YouTube describing what happened. Basically, he went out with this girl he was in Cartagena. Girl somehow gave him the scoplamine, whether it blew it in his face or I don't know what she did. And the guy woke up the next day in an alley and just went to finally went to his hotel, looked in his bank account, and noticed that like fifteen thousand dollars was gone. Jesus Christ! And he's not getting that back because it's a approved transaction. He entered yeah. his pin code. Yep. And the Colombian cops won't do shit. They won't do shit. Nope. But still, go visit Colombia because it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just don't bring your debit cards out dear god do not bring your debit cards jesus christ no that's that's a great tip because i mean if you think about it like i mean even in japan dude like i heard about this fraud and you know crime is extremely low in japan but there's a fraud if you go to like touristy areas in uh tokyo like uh Rapongi or like asakusaka or like akihabara whatever like big touristy areas where like the yakuza or whatever these scammers own these bars and they'll like charge you for drinks that you didn't buy and then maybe you'll get drugged and 
But if you enter that pin, dude, like the money's gone. It's not like a credit card where you can get the money back. It's the bank's money. Like the debit card's your money. So I would never fuck with that. Like even if I'm in a safe country, I just don't bring the debit. Like there's no reason to bring your debit cards unless you're going to pull out cash. You know? Yeah. You you can lose probably the cash that you have on you. Hopefully, you know, you didn't put out. (laughs) Smart travelers usually don't bring out every single penny with them. But yeah, it's better to lose 500 bucks than to lose the whole lot. Exactly. Exactly. story time all right dude so my story is about it's from colombia and i was in cartagena and now that we're mentioning it all the crime and shit um i was in the (laughs) touristy area it's like have you been there yeah yeah i was there last yeah uh, june okay okay so i was in the touristy area there's there's this big Uh, there's like a big castle you know it's like kind of colonial era big castle all the tourists love to go there and i was on my way to go there so i'm walking there and if you've ever been to latin america or any kind of third world country you'll know like the buses like huge crowds like lots of chaos to get on these buses and just like it's just classic latin america chaos at this uh it was kind of like a corner intersection so I'm trying to like take a shortcut to get to the castle. And if anyone listening has been to this area of the world, they know the salesmen there are very pushy. So they'll kind of touch you. They'll like grab you to get on the bus. They'll like, you know, entice you like, amigo, amigo, you know, whatever. Come here, get on the bus. I'll give you a good price, whatever the fuck, you know, they're really pushy. So this guy is kind of like nipping at me, I guess is the best way to put it. He's kind of like touching me like, hey, man, get on the bus, get on the bus. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm going to the castle. And he continues to follow me. He's like very close, probably a foot or two away, like less than a meter. Is he a pretty right? big guy? Could Connor take No, him? no, just a, he was a, I could, yeah. <laughs> he was a small dude, right? One, two uh, Mayweather? <laughs> uh, fucking, yeah, so he's like, whatever. I just thought it was like normal salesman shit. Like it's annoying. It's really annoying, but what are you going to do? Like, it, you know, you're in Columbia. It's fine. So whatever, I just ignore him. I keep walking and... This is where my tip comes in. My number two, two tip. Hide your goddamn valuables. Um, I had my phone in my waistband, right? I'm wearing like basketball shorts and the phone's like popping out. And as he's kind of, you know, enticing me or nipping at me to get on the bus, he starts snatching from my phone, dude. In the middle of the day? He like, middle of the day, dude. Middle what of the day. What a fucking guy. Yeah. So he starts grabbing for it. He tries two or three times. I like push his hand away. And like, this is all kind of like primal instincts. Like I didn't even, uh, I didn't even, what's it called? Consciously like know what was happening. I was just kind of like batting away. Like what the fuck is happening? Like, why is he touching you? Blah, blah, blah. And he gets the phone. Right. And then he pulls out a fucking knife, dude. He has a okay. knife. Connor, and hold he- on a sec. So I've been to this castle. Is that the, the one by the water? The Castel. Yeah. So you're just in the front there, like where all the, the oh, tourists. No, 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 no. So I hadn't gotten there yet. I was like, okay. I was on the way and I was trying to like take a little detour around these buses to get there sooner. If that makes there, sense. There's like going from, I guess, the old town to, to that castle. Like my girlfriend and I, we went to, like, I wanted to get it like a Columbia jersey. We, we've actually walked that and it's actually fucking sketchy. My girlfriend was like, let's turn around. Like, this is like, eat. But I was yeah. like, like, whatever, we're going to the Adidas store. Like, it, it can't be that bad. Got there, and it was like, it, it's a bit sketchy. It, it's pretty sketchy. So I, I understand. Yeah. And that's the thing is I feel like people, 
when they travel, they want to go to these touristy places, but like in reality, they're actually more dangerous than like hanging with the locals. And that's not, you know, I'm not trying to make a blanket statement for the entire world, but like in this situation, they know you have money. They know you're a Westerner. They know you don't speak the language as well as they do. They can call their friends over. Like they, they have the power in that situation. You know what I mean? So this guy is like snatching for the phone. I'm like batting his hand away. He pulls a knife and I'm like, take the phone, dude. Take the fucking phone. Okay, we're done. Clear my browser history, please. Snatches the phone. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And by the way, this was at the end of my four month Columbia trip. So I thought all my photos were gone. I hadn't backed any of it up. It's like thousands of pictures, vlogs, you know, bank statements, all that shit. It's all just out there at this point. And... I'm like, oh, fuck, like, this guy has my phone. I'm fucked. And then all these locals are like, corte, corte, like, run, 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 take your phone back. And I'm wearing Chacos and, like, fucking Adidas shorts. And I just start running, dude, without even thinking about it. I start chasing this dude down in fucking Chacos. What's right? a Chaco? It's like a sandal. Like a, okay. A, yeah, like a strap-on sandal. Okay. Yeah, like the lesbian sandals. <laughs> <laughs> Like, right? uh, what is it like? The, and, um, I'm blanking. The Birkenstocks? Is that like that? Kind of, but Hold this on, is let me, more let me like, it. you like, yeah, yeah. Gosh, yes. It's like okay. You can hike, hike in them. It's like the, it's like the nineties sandal. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. So I start chasing this motherfucker down. I start chasing this motherfucker down in my Chacos. <laughs> totally ill-prepared to do like a Jason Bourne style chase scene right and by the way as i'm running i don't even know what's happening like i'm just obeying the orders of these people yelling at me to run i'm like fuck it i guess i'm getting my phone back (laughs) so this guy disappears into the big crowd of these buses like four or five buses people are yelling shouting honking horns you know how it is yeah he's just gone and i'm like well that's it there's four months of photos there's all my memories there's everything it's just gone also like a thousand dollar phone it's just gone and I'm sitting there, my heart's racing. I'm like, damn, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to recover? Like, what just happened? How, gonna, how am I going to call my mom? And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, miraculously, this different guy emerges off of a different bus, right? So I'm sitting there, losing my shit. This new character emerges off of a bus. He has a gun, okay? <laughs> he has a gun. What? And, and everybody in the crowd is pointing at me and shouting. They look to the guy with the gun. They say, there's the white guy. They point at me. And I'm like, I'm going to get robbed twice. That's what's happening. The double down. The good old Colombian double down. <laughs> right? So this, I, first a knife, first a knife, then a gun. I'm like, damn, this is an arms race to take everything that I have. Right? And the guy walks up to me. I'm like, listen, sir, like, take whatever you want. You have a firearm. The dude hands me my phone. Yeah. Why did he have his gun out? <laughs> my theory is he saw the guy with the knife. The good old Colombian local snitched on him and said he stole that phone. Homeboy pulls the gun, says, give me the goddamn phone, takes the phone, gives it back to me. That's my theory. Holy fuck. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, I, I, yeah, I'm speechless, man. Uh, so you brought an iPhone to a knife fight and then the next guy brought a knife to a gunfight and then lost and then you got your iPhone back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. And honestly, man, that story is a real testament to, to the Colombian people. Like that guy did not have to do that, but he risked his own safety to give me the phone back. Like I think in Colombia, like they don't trust the public infrastructure. Like the cops yeah. are basically worthless in Colombia. Um, sorry if you have any Colombian cop listeners. But they're it's it's actually shit. most of our listeners, but yeah, well, I guess we'll just have to take the hit. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Aguardiente. But what I think is like in the conscience of Colombian people is like they know the cops aren't going to do shit. So they take it in their own hands to like seek out justice. Vigilante. So like they see something going wrong. Yeah. Vigilante. Fuck man. Exactly. So that's insane, man. I got so lucky. I thought that it was going to be like, I lost my phone. That's the end of it. But holy shit. That's like the, that's like a comeback story. That's like Rudy, dude. There's some twists. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck. No, man. That's so when we were in Colombia too, we've experienced how nice the locals were not anywhere near to the extent of guns and knives and shit like that. But we were at a football game in Medellin. My girlfriend, we, so we left a little bit early because the game was getting out of hand and, you know, just wanted to beat the crowd to get to the Metro. And she left her uh, rain jacket at like in our seats and we we're just mm. about to leave. And like people ran after us to give us the jacket. Like they didn't have to fucking yeah. do that. It's just, they're just super yeah. nice, man. It's, it's really beautiful, man. People. Like to see, yeah, they're amazing, dude. It's really inspirational to see like how a society gets on when people don't trust the government, they don't trust, you know, public infrastructure. Whereas like, each other. you know, in the U S like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like people to people, it's really beautiful. Whereas like, I think in, you know, us, I don't, I can't speak for Canada, but I imagine it's similar. It's like, there's not really that sense of like collectivity, you know what I mean? Because no. like we kind of just assume, Oh, the cops work, you know, they're going to investigate or whatever. Whereas yeah. like, I don't know. I just feel like that just would not happen where I come from. Yeah. We don't you know? sell police. Maybe our, our, our infrastructure is yeah. a bit better or hopefully a, a lot better, <laughs> but to, to an extent yeah. that, you know, the, the laws and the, yeah, the police system works. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really interesting. I mean, I don't know. It's just, I, I think it changes the people. And also um, another really quick story. I was in um, my apartment in like a nice area of Medellin. It's uh, called Laurelas. You might've been there. Um, it's like, Poblado Laurelis. It's a kind of new money. It's like, you know, nice. And um, we just, I'm sitting on the balcony eating some fucking vegan food, like some nice shit. You know, my apartment has a sauna in it and like a nice barbecue, whatever. It's like a nice spot, you know? Like we weren't in the hood and we hear 12 gunshots and yeah, dude. And then we heard like all these people yelling and screaming. I'm like, what's going on? So I look over the balcony and these guys, and this is, trigger warning this is kind of graphic but these guys had their helmets and they were beating the fuck out of this guy on the ground and i go down there and i ask like, like a bicycle helmet on? or like and a pe- like a motorcycle helmets like okay. big full-faced yeah they're beating the fuck out of this guy and i asked what's going on and apparently the guy they were beating up had just robbed a girl and he was running away and they like dude the locals just came out like people just started yelling uh, rat 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 he's a rat like he stole something and there's a shop owner on the corner and he had guns and apparently you're not supposed to have guns in Columbia, but he had a couple of guns 
And he just starts firing at this motherfucker, dude. Like Holy street justice, shit. bro. He hits him. He goes down. He's like in the bushes. And everybody comes out and just start beating the fuck out of this guy. Dude. They killed him, bro. They killed him. Holy fuck. It's, it's almost yeah. like Colombian people. I mean, a lot of people are familiar with the history of Colombia, right? We have, you know, the Pablo yeah. Escobar story. We have Narcos that came out that's... You know, fucking one of the best TV shows. I think like it's on the top 100 IMDb shows. It's we're very well aware of the history, I guess, as Westerners to the Colombian story. Colombian people, just from what we've been kind of talking about, seem like they've hit a point that they can't they don't want to deal with this shit anymore. They don't want to deal with the robberies, with the drug crimes. They don't want to deal with that shit anymore. And they're taking it in their own hands. Say, fuck that. We're done. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, it's intense. Uh, yeah, they're masters of their their own future, I guess. I mean, it's it's pretty cool to see. They're like, you know, fuck that. Like, we're not going to have this reputation anymore. Especially too, because like, I think my story, I think they were specifically sensitive to it because like they saw that I was a foreigner. So like, no, 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 no. Like, we do not want this reputation. Like, we're going to fix this right now. You know, that's that's like how how long did it take from when you lost your phone to when you got it back? Honestly, probably two minutes. It was really fast. <laughs> That's insane, man. That's yeah. listen for people listening that are like, ah, you know, you guys have been talking so much great stuff about Colombia, and now maybe this is, you know, a little bit of a shade of darkness on, on the the country. Listen, don't take it badly. It's a great country. Go visit. Still, it's largely safe, and the people are behind you. Yeah. So, so there's a couple, you know, exactly. sour, sour grapes in the in the in the mix, but they seem to be correcting it. So, don't. Don't skip this country because yeah. it's, it's fucking beautiful and the people are great. It is. Yeah. Well, listen, Connor, listen, you've been fucking an amazing guest. Uh, I'm so happy that you've come on. And uh, I guess Thanks, man. Last, last question for you, I guess you're, you know, you're, you're, you said you weren't much of a planner. You're, you're in Ukraine right now. Are there any bucket list countries along the way? Because I know that there's, you know, you get to a, a you get into a certain point like around here that, you know, you hit the Iran's, the Iraq's, the Syria's, is, is that shit that you're looking to do so that people can maybe uh, look forward to some of your content? Yes. Um, I really want to go to Lebanon. And then mm. if I can, go to Syria. Um, I think the visa is all right. I think it's not too hard to get. I think they gave it to you on arrival. But yeah, Lebanon, Syria, Iran, uh, Pakistan, India. That's the plan. I could go like through Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan and stuff. But um I think it'd be a little more interesting to go to, to Pakistan and whatnot. So yeah, I've, I've yeah, heard I Pakistan think it'd be cool. Is, a, is the spot oh, yeah. like it's it's deadly? Like that, there's not a lot of tourism and it's kind of untouched. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's funny too because I see like travel vlogs from Pakistan and like people seem to love Americans, which is so weird to me. Like I don't know, it's just weird. Like we've done a lot of fucked up shit in that country, but still, like they're just really welcoming, you know. But yeah. anyways, it's, I'd like to go see it for myself. Just yeah. a country that's hungry for for the tourism right if if it's untouched yeah they're they're kind of happy to just see anybody yeah yeah so that's the plan i yeah i definitely want to go to syria so nice. check out I, i've got i've got video. a few buddies from from syria i'll, I'll maybe uh if, if you want the connect I, I can maybe connect you with them if you want yeah dude yeah dude, do it and uh yeah i guess last last question is we've mentioned your account but where can the people find you yeah, so on YouTube, McBeats13, or um, you can search Connor McBee, my name. 
I'm probably going to change the name of the channel. I'm flirting with the idea. So um, check that out. Uh, Instagram is the same. It's at MakeBeats13. And then if you really like my stuff and you want to see me get all the way to Japan without having to stop in a country for three to six months to work and make money, support me on Patreon. It's $3 a month. Or make a one-time contribution on PayPal. Help your boy get across two continents. It would really help. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. It's... Uh... You, you, you need you need some you know you need some support and the I, I hopefully some some listeners will definitely check out your stuff and and give you a hand yeah so yeah man guys. listen it's been a great episode i i expect you to be back on because i think this was fucking good i think let's do it and yeah, and yeah man listen this was great safe travels stay safe in uh ukraine and we'll uh we'll catch you uh down the line thanks so much for having me bro it's been it's been awesome much appreciated. Cheers, man. Thank you for listening to Two Beers Till Takeoff. Do you want free additional content or just to stay connected with the show? Then give us a follow on our social media platform. That means TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. Are you in need of podcast production services, video editing, or anything in between? Then look no further than Strut Sound Productions, the official producer of the Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast. Music produced by Alex Gagne. Check out his work in our show notes. Voiceover done by Viking Leo K. See you next week on Two Beers Till Takeoff.